Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Manchester Underground Music and Art. Check it out. Oh, very nice. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Steve, Jason, John, and Berkeley from Manchester Underground Music and Art. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And uh, I know it's been a minute since I've been out to a show, but I want to thank you so much for bringing live music to Manchester, Michigan. That is fantastic. The shows I've been to, um, I went to uh, Zachariah. uh, uh, Was that some of the, even one of the COVID ones that you guys put out there? Um, oh, outside. Uh, of the park. Uh, Je- yeah, Jen and Dylan. Jennifer yeah, Westwood yeah. and Dylan Dunbar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think I saw Jim Roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And uh, actually, Jennifer and Dylan were, um, when you were at the mill uh, doing the shows, they were, they were down there too. But yeah, thank you guys again for putting oh, on that man. music. It's fantastic. Yeah, we love it. Hey, by the way, thank you for what you do because we absolutely love what you do for the music community, and we love your artwork, your art oh, thanks, as well. Man. You're an incredible thank photographer. So, yeah, sure. thanks so much. Thanks. It's an honor for us to be here. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, I'd like to get the story. Like, how did Manchester Underground come to be? What was the story behind you guys getting together to put music on in in uh, Manchester? John, you want to go? So, what was it? Early eighties. Uh, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> early 80s 1980s that is <laughs> actually steve and i started uh, well we were out probably driving around back roads uh, smoking funny things and we started talking about doing exactly what we're doing here uh, with the underground but it actually turned into a band that lasted for you know uh, several years uh and then what was it 2018 steve yeah we yeah. started talking about doing this again and <laughs> we did it awesome so. yeah it was kind of funny man because we were you know just like that we're just like oh we should do this and john's like well i'm gonna create a facebook page i'm like oh i'm not yeah i'm a kind of guy i, I, I like oh, wait to a minute, get wait a minute <laughs> yeah i like to get all the ducks in a row you know before we pull the trigger and john's like i i got a facebook page created and i'm like well we'll launch it next week and he's like boom you know it, it's out there and then people started liking it and it's like what's this all about and we're like, oh, we don't know man <laughs> <laughs> Come back later to find out what we figured out. <laughs> <laughs> but but we've started from there, and actually we reached out to uh, Jim Roll was the first was oh. our first show. Oh, and, okay, cool. And we, you know, it couldn't have been, I in my view, more perfect of a person to have because we're like Jim. I don't know if this is gonna work or not, but this is what we want to do, you know. And right, you could you help us with it? He he said, yeah, I'd love to. And I remember I was uh, that. Saturday morning, I was out mowing my lawn, and he and he he called me up. He's like, "Hey, would you mind if I brought Carol Gray with me to you know to sing with me?" I'm like, yeah, "Please, <laughs> of course, <laughs> do it." And they killed it. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the very first show. Then that, that was the, one the first show. Yeah. And so you guys yeah. used to be uh, well. Before I jump into that, so Jason, how did you get ensconced with these these the the dynamic duo down here, John of John and Steve? <laughs> I think it was uh, in Manchester. We just sort of uh, kind of all ran into each other out there. I mean, we it's a weird world we're in now where you become friends with people online and then you meet them in person. You know? yeah. 
<laughs> it sort of kind of worked out like that. Okay, but, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was it, it was kind of funny. I you know my wife and I moved back to Manchester, and I'm not going to lie. I did not initially. I didn't want to move back to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't matter. Yeah. But 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 anyways, I'm like, okay, dude. I remember going into town shortly after we did, and I'm seeing these beardos walking around, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure one of the guys was either uh, Jason or Andy, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this might be cool. And then I remember reaching out to Jason one time on Facebook, saying, hey, you know, uh, I love what you do, blah blah blah, you know, whatever, and you know, let's get together one time. And he says, well, let's have breakfast. And that first, and that first breakfast meeting, I actually missed. And he called me out on it, man. He's like, "Where were you?" And I'm like, oh. "But it was great. It, we we kind of hit it off, and you know, he supported us. And we're like, man, we could really use you. That's yeah, awesome. Board, man. Very cool. Yeah, the breakfast clubs were uh, that they fostered a lot of meetings that kind of kept growing this thing. You know, it's just and it's still growing, which is a lot of fun, but. Yeah. I got to get back for the breakfast, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Ber- oh, go ahead. With me. I love that. <laughs> so Berkeley, uh, I think you're the, the, the newest member of the Manchester underground. So how did you become involved? Uh, yeah. Um, so Steve and I were talking one day, we were working a show at the arc and, um, we were just waiting for the band, uh, to, uh, arrive and, we started talking and he was like, he asked me, where did you grow up? And I'm like, oh, initially I lived out in Manchester for a good while. And before moving to Ann Arbor and he, uh, he's like, really? Like, yeah, I live out there now. I'm doing this uh, thing called Manchester Underground. Um, you should definitely come out and check it out. So I uh, emailed, texted him, called him, I think a couple of times. I uh, wasn't <laughs> able to get out quite uh initially and yeah. then uh one day he sends me a text saying hey yeah sorry um i got back to you late but uh we're having the show tonight we'd love to have you kind of come out and check it out and see what's going on and so like yeah i, I had time off so i was going to come out and i went out and uh initially i thought i was just going to go see a show and kind of <laughs> hang out and then i get and then I get there and he's like, all right, cool. Great. Uh, so glad you got here. Uh, we need you to mix the show. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got thrown into mixing the, uh, Jen and Dylan, funny enough oh, awesome. uh, at the distillery. So, uh, that was quite a shock to me. I didn't expect that. But, uh, what an introduction. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun too. Cause, uh, Jennifer, when we were doing sound check, Jennifer Westwood, she's just like, this sounds really good. And I'm like, oh, awesome. if the artist is happy, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the big, big part of the game, you know, and it yeah. was great. So yeah, we're Berkeley's a very, very talented sound engineer. And we're glad to have him on board. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, I think we were mentioned that like the very first show was uh, the Jim roll show. And that was at the, because you originally started, you were in the kind of like the basement or like the lower level of the mill in Manchester. You've since moved out to the Raisin River Distillery. And um, that sounds like that's a great partnership between you, uh, this, you know, for the Manchester Underground and the distillery. How did that uh, come together? And, and how is that compared to where when you were doing shows over at the mill? John, you want to take? So... <laughs> we were looking for a place to do, I mean, after we started 
really putting together the idea of the underground as it came to be known. Uh, we were looking all over town for for places to to try to hold this stuff at. And uh, I have a friend, Mike Austin, who is pretty familiar with uh, some business owners, uh, building owners in town. And he eventually got us a, a lead on the mill. So when we came back around to trying to get this going again, following all the pandemic nonsense, I hit up Mike and said, hey, what, uh, what do you think? What's, uh, what's the possibility? And he suggested the distillery. And he knows them a lot, knew them then a lot better than we did because he was a customer regularly. And <laughs> nice. Regularly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, after a, took us a couple of months to get things all in order, but once we hooked up with them, I think they're pretty happy with us and we're real happy to be there. Excellent. Yeah. It was kind of funny in, uh, I, we just had so many false starts and, and I'm going to take full blame for that because it was just, you know, we were, as John was saying, we were just coming out of the pandemic and, you know, I was starting to get busy. We all got full-time jobs. So I was, yeah. you know, I, I was starting yeah. to get busy at work and it's like, want to get underground going again. And I kept canceling on the distillery and feeling really bad about it. And then John and I, you know, we had this date, I think it was November 19th. We're like, they gave us this date. We're trying to book it. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get it booked. And John and I were actually on our way. We were in sitting the in lot. the, dist in the parking <laughs> lot of the distillery. And I was going to okay, okay, we're going to go in. We're going to beg for forgiveness. And one last time <laughs> we'll get another date. We'll move on. Everything's going to be fine. And, and we just, I just happened to think, I'm like, what about if we get Mike Caton? You know, wouldn't Caton be cool down here? Oh yeah. And he's, uh, is he available? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'll call him. And I, I totally didn't expect Caton to pick up the phone, but he picked up. Hey man, what's going on? And I'm like, Hey Mike, you know, we got, do you want to play on November 19th? And you know, he goes, well, can I bring my band? I'm like, well, sure. But here's what it's all about. And he's like, well, give me a couple minutes. He called right back. Said, yeah, we'll do it. I'm like, awesome. oh shit. Oh, yeah. Man. So it was good. So we walked in, <laughs> you know, initially expecting to, uh, to cancel again yet again <laughs> or we're like hey we got this guy we got this artist i think you're gonna dig him you know november 19th and it was great i mean michael you know mike gaten yeah I mean, it's the the boogie the boogeyman from hell as it were mike gaten right, right. hell michigan and uh he he did his acoustic thing but in a michael caton sort of way he had his you know his, his acoustic guitar through his uh fender amplifier <laughs> <laughs> you know but people dug it, man. And it, the, the only bummer about that night was that was the first snowfall of the season. Oh. So, you know, after after our first intermission, you know, people were, uh, you know, started to exit. But still, they were happy. Everybody was happy. Joe and Krista from the distillery kind of dug it. And it's like, nice. awesome. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Very cool. So um, from that first show, uh, what, what have you guys picked up and learned? Because it's, I, I have to imagine that uh, there's a great deal of work in you know, promoting and, you know, putting on live performance, you know, from um, just booking the band to getting the space to do, do all that. So from that first show that you guys did, what, what, what are some like key learning moments for each of you that you, you came away from? You mean when we first started underground or when we, yeah, when re you first restarted? started, yeah. 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 Well, that's where Jason really came in to <laughs> exactly. help out a lot because Jason's really good with using, uh, the Facebook, you know, social media, uh, his experience and 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 doing the advertising and and, and the 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 press stuff, 
really got us off in uh, the graphics, especially the graphics uh, really got us going on that. Uh, Cause I know I'm weak when I'm good. So <laughs> it really helped, uh, helped. Jason really helped us a lot with that. It, it, right at the beginning. I mean, right. As soon as he stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. That was one well, thing. I was yeah. so excited to kind of jump in and, and help because it was, I really loved what I saw happening. I came to, I think the f- first two shows at the mill or maybe it was the second sh- show. So was Scotty with rail car or were those two? Yeah. Different- yeah, it was Scotty. Scotty uh, opened. Scotty Karate opened for uh, Rail Car Graffiti, a uh, a group based out of uh, Jackson, Michigan. Nice. Okay, uh, I think it was that show. I I showed up and I was like, you know, I was supporting my friends and I walked in the energy in the atmosphere. And there there was something special going on there for sure, you know. And it was just all the right elements down to uh, even in the old space. Um, Steve's wife, Holly, would decorate the space, too. So there was this ambiance that existed. It was just this amazing, uh, it just was just living, breathing art in kind of an organic way. And I said, I mean, I kind of want to be a part of this, you know. So whatever (laughs) help I can give, I wanted to support it. And at the time, I was a resident in Manchester, so it was even um, more motivating in a sense of it was just in my backyard, too, you know. like (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was happening, and it was like I could walk down the street to it. Um, you know, and, and that was a real, a really great learning experience. It's yes, the music is the most important thing, but the vibe, the oh. vibe of, of everything is real. People are, they, they want to go and be a part of it, you know? So yeah, yeah. you got to have quality music. That's what we're all about. But as Jason said, you know, creating a vibe is, is very important. So I, yeah. I would say we learned a lot about that for sure. I agree. I think that experience is a huge part of what people are looking for. I think that, um, you know, you can pretty much go to any bar in Michigan on a Friday or Saturday night and find, you know, a cover band and there's nothing wrong with cover bands. I love them, you know, especially when I want to dance and hang out with my family and friends and, you know, and have a good time. Yeah. There's something special though about hearing original music for me, you know, and being in that Mm -hmm. space, that's not just, uh, you know, fluorescent lights and, you know, in, in a hall. I mean, so there was somewhere that there's like an ambiance and an atmosphere. And we always kind of, that was very important to us, I think, in the beginning. And it's carried on over to the river, riveries and distillery has this ambiance. It's just wonderful, you know, and um, it, it's, it's just a great, a great feeling. And it's a community there already. You know, Manchester is kind of intermingled with that space. Yep. So, bringing music there just fits, you know? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, you know, kind of going off of the, um, when you were talking about like booking music. So what generally are you guys looking for when you're, when you're trying to book a show? Cause I know you're trying to create, um, uh, you know, bring music that, uh, people will enjoy something that will, um, kind of fit the space. Um, but what, what else are you looking for when you're trying to book an artist? Well, me, I, I, originality that that's, that's, that means the most to me personally. And I, sometimes I have to step back and say, wait a minute, Steve, I know you want to see this band, but <laughs> would anybody else want to see them? And, and, you know, I asked the guy and I'm like, Hey, look, what do you think about that? I mean, originality is, is really big for me when the show that Berkeley, uh, 
first worked for us. It was Jennifer Westwood, Dylan Dunbar. Well, we had an opening uh, opening artist, and his name was John Torrance, and he goes by the stage name of the Native Heart. When he showed up, I mean, he he was just like, hey, you know, I know uh, people want to hear some, you know, probably some popular music, but would you mind if I played some original music? And I just looked at him. I'm like, play it all. Play all <laughs> your original music. And he would, he just lit up. He's like, you're kidding me. I'm like, no, man, you know, this is what, this is what we're all about. You know, people are here for you. They're not here to mingle or to watch sports on TV with music in the background. They're dialing into you. So play your music, you know, play your original music. So that's what I personally and then I reach out to the guys like, what do you want to say? For example, we really haven't had a bluegrass band uh, play, but we're, oh, we're really, I thought you guys had, no, no, not really. We've had the rail car graffiti, which is, uh, they're not even blue. I mean, kind of, a, kind of a combination of Celtic bluegrass, Appalachian <laughs> old time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we, oh yeah. yeah. But we're, look, we're, we're working on, uh, uh, Wilson Thicket. So oh. we're, 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 we're working dates right now. We're trying to get them. And it's like, oh. come on, guys. Yeah. Oh so that's going to be a trip. But we're also starting to expand because when we were in the old space, it was, you were there. I mean, it was yeah. a really cool space. It was literally at the bottom of a stairway. And, yeah. you know, everybody was just like, it was really com- comfortable, but tight. It was tight. You know, it really, yeah. yeah, it was really, it was like a, a duo or a solo act. It was very comfortable. Well, yep. Now we have a lot of space and we're starting to branch out. We had uh, a Delta 88 play a, a, a few weeks back. And, and oh, we good. had, yeah, you should hear the recordings. Amazing. Oh, awesome. And then and then we had Raleigh Tussing Trio. And then, like I said, this July 8th, we have the the Twist and Tranchlas. And that's going to be a trip because right? yeah. I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be something for sure. Awesome. <laughs> so, it, uh, this is a question for each of you. Uh, if there is there a dream artist, you know, Steve, you were talking about like it's music you, you know, starting off with somebody I want to listen to, um, that plays original music and it and has that originality. But if you guys, if you know, anybody, you know, that you would love to have out there, who would that be? Uh, oh, man. me personally, well, for me, it would yeah. Be, yeah, uh, for each of you guys, yeah, okay, John, be, uh, Billy Strings, because you know, he's from Michigan. And, <laughs> yes. I've heard that he, if he's in the area, he would be willing to pop in or has popped into other little areas, you know, yeah. little, little venues and done shows. Uh, it would be really cool to figure out some way of getting our schedule and his schedule to mesh in that way, but that would be a hell of a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be a yeah. <laughs> that's doable too, I think. So, a $15 show, yeah. <laughs> 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 as soon as the the word got out though there would be a stampede <laughs> right oh man you'd have to he'd have to go under an alias <laughs> as long as it's in the summer it'd be all right <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see steve how about you you know uh honest if i could pick anybody yeah i one of my my favorite artists is buddy miller uh, nice. yeah yeah nice. buddy would be i mean if i could have anybody just come on for you know you know, hour and a half and just listen to it'd be buddy miller in a heartbeat cool. oh cool yeah, uh sure. berkeley how about you um god there's so many i like the shoes um it's a tough one between um a good uh good duo out of nashville uh brave holiday they're great um nice. sort of a singer songwriter duo uh-huh. that i worked with in the past they were a lot of fun and um 
native howl out of Michigan here. Oh yeah. I think that would be yeah. a fun one. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Jason, how about you? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> like, ooh, cause there's no, I was sitting here listening to everybody else's and I'm like, mm, Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are so many great bands, like even, even you know, there's so many great bands in Michigan that I yeah. still yeah. play our stage that I, I want to see even before my dream, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I still haven't, there's, you know, some of the names that come to mind. I'd, I'd love to see a black Jake and the Carnies show at our venue. Oh, summer. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, well, they just I, reached out to me again, Jason. So we, I know, <laughs> they I, did, I, seriously. Show with yeah, it'd be great. I'd love to see a, a Nina Sophia, you know, of the Buffalo Riders. She's amazing. I'd love to see her play. I mean, there's so many great, um, yeah. you know, I'd love to see Stella play at some point. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Gosh, there's so many great. If, if if they're willing, you know, you know, <laughs> great. To, the only problem is we only have so many dates. You yeah, know, that's right. our challenge. We, well, <laughs> yeah, it, so, yeah, that. That that's very true. We only have you know twelve shows a year, right? Right now, and another thing is logistic. I mean, there are so many great Western Michigan bands that that are out there, and Northern Michigan bands, and the UP has a scene too, man. Yeah, and it's like, man, to get to get them to come down to for a a ninety minute show, yeah, you know, it's tough. You got to have a place for them to stay, and we're right. working on all this, by the way. You know, oh cool. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna you know it's. It it could be cool, but you got to re- you you know you got to paint them's one thing, but you can't just give them money and say go drive four hours home now. Bye. Right, you know, right, right. Not yeah, work. yeah. You got to have some place to you know but give this, them some food, get them some yeah. If they're traveling that far, right? yeah. This yeah. state is loaded with talent. It's amazing to me. You where I don't care. I don't give a shit where you are. You, you have, w- within a thirty miles of radius of anywhere in this start state, there's world class musicians. Yeah, I mean world class and most people will never hear of them, you know, and that's kind of one of our missions is, you know, we, we're not strictly Michigan music. I mean, that's obviously a big play for us. Yep. We had, for example, you know, Dallas Moore a, a few years back, you know, dr- uh, come by and he just, it was funny because he was coming up. He lives in Cincinnati, I think, but he was coming up from Texas and needed gas money to start his tour in upstate New York. And he's like, Hey man, can you got a show for me? I'm like, okay, great. We, and we, Oh my God. We oversold the room. I mean, the, the old space <laughs> could probably comfortably seat 45 people. And we had 90 people in there. Oh, and I man. thought, I thought there was going to be a riot breakup. We had people, <laughs> we had people come 400 miles from the UP to see this guy for 90 minutes. Oh, and man. I thought, man, wow. this is not going to work. This is not good. But, but everybody was so respectful. Everybody loved it. Dallas loved it. I actually talked to him a couple weeks ago trying to get him back. And, uh, man, it's just the thing you know it's yeah. it's kind of growing the words getting out with the artists which i think is great you know that yeah you, you want to play you want to play underground that's and that's our goal you know? that's awesome that's great so yeah you guys are only doing um one show a month that's is it a particular day of the month like is it is it always saturdays like third saturday second saturday something like that <laughs> Jason. Or does it float around? Uh, as, <laughs> yeah, as of this point, it's kind of floating around. But it's funny that you mentioned that because Steve and I were just talking about this at our rides home from work. <laughs> we brought each other talking, you know, brainstorming ideas. And, uh, I, you know, we were thinking 
that's something we really are are open to is having like a set schedule and trying to figure if that can be done at the venue. So something uh, we're looking into at the moment. Yeah. I'm just thinking that it would probably help, you know, as far as uh, logistically and for, you know, fans, they just know yeah. we can go to like, Manchester on this day. Bam. Yep. Planning purposes. It's great. You know, if you, if it's for example, last Saturday a month that people can remember that it's like, Oh no, I can't. I can't go to that wedding reception right. because we, we got to go <laughs> right. to a show at Manchester Underground. That's right. You can just pencil it in for the whole year. You're good to go. You know what you got going on those Saturdays. Exactly. <laughs> so how did you guys get, uh, each of you individually, get involved in music? Like, what was your first experience? Um, I mean, did you, I know it sounds like Steve and John had played music. Um, I don't know if Jason and Berkeley have done the same, but um what, what kind of motivated you to want to be a part of uh, basically a, a group that's putting together live performances of original music? Uh, Berkeley, so, you want to lead off? Yeah, go ahead. Launch out of, uh, outside of playing trumpet in high school. <laughs> uh, didn't play any bands or was particularly any good to play in any bands. But um, as far as the tech side goes, I thought, well, I enjoy um, I enjoy music, but um, I can't really be on stage. So what about the tech side? So I uh, in high school, I was part of the drama club there and I learned a little bit about um, production and audio through that and it really kind of put the hook in me there so when i got to college i started taking classes at wcc uh which funny enough uh jim roll was one of my instructors oh, cool. oh nice. at wcc uh so i started taking classes there and i really fell in love with it and just being able to um be a part of uh music without having to know uh how to play an instrument or um being in front of tons of people and trying to play my music yeah it was it felt kind of like a happy medium for me and so i started doing um shows at wcc i started uh, working at a few uh houses of worship um just to kind of get my feet on the ground and then um a few years back just shortly before covid hit um, i started um doing shows at the ark here in ann arbor and that was a lot of fun yeah. Um, and it's still very, it's very fun. So I, um, I still do shows there and that's how I met Steve and, uh, started off on this journey and it's been a heck of a ride so far and I'm looking forward to what the future brings. Awesome. That's cool. I mean, you know, uh, even though Berkeley, you, you think you, you're in the sidelines, you're really in the front because everybody's right. paying attention to how that sounds. And the that's sound right. dude is the guy that everyone's looking at if it sucks. So exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope they don't look at me. I hope they look at the artist. That's great. <laughs> uh, John, how about you? Uh, well, uh, again, back to, back to the eighties, back to the eighties. <laughs> it was me and Steve riding around out in the back roads around Manchester. <laughs> smoking funny things uh, <laughs> came up with that crazy idea to do it with like what we're doing now and so we started purchasing some gear but what we ended up doing was using it to play uh music with <laughs> other guys so we ended up with a few different versions of the same band that actually lasted a <laughs> about 10 years i think right yeah yeah nice. something like that yeah. what kind yeah. of yeah. what kind of music were you playing and i and john i think you played bass is that correct or no yes yes 
uh, it was um, in the beginning. We played we played Quiet Riot stuff. We played old, <laughs> we played old, uh, old rock and roll, you know, just classic rock and uh, some originals that Brian Evans, uh, the guy that was our singer at the time, uh, wrote some music and we, we did those and, uh, and a little bit of blues, but mostly just, you know, typical bar band stuff. Rocking out. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. And uh, Steve, how about you? So are, you're a guitar player, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, but I've been, I guess when I was 10, they started playing my nice. mother, my mother wanted me to be in her friend's kid's band. Right. <laughs> she got, yeah. So she got me, made me take guitar lessons. I had no intention of playing guitar, man. Anyways, they needed a bass player and you know, my mother got me into this band and there it's funny. I still talked to one of those guys. He just called me the other day, but I, you know, that was you know nine ten ten or eleven years old and then yeah i still play i mean i still got down, down here right now i got to you know excellent hotel. <laughs> but yeah i play every day but you know i it's it's funny you you, you see people out there because you, you know i a, a, good, a good friend of mine let's put it that way he was a professional musician man i i, I better stick to front of the house <laughs> put it that way <laughs> So I didn't need to ring a bell, did I, Steve? <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> well, you know, um, even though, because uh, I'll tell you, sometimes I see people out well, and maybe they shouldn't be playing, but they, uh, you know, they're not very good. But I think it doesn't matter how good you are. Um, if you got a love for it and you want to play it, then do it, you know. So uh, I'm, glad you're, I'm yeah, glad you're absolutely. still playing. That's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Jason, how about you? Oh geez, well I'm I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm I'm into music definitely, but um, you know, and I and I do love you know music is sort of a passion of mine. Um, but I'm really not a musician, and in uh, I've been in a band. I was in a band. I was in. Um, <laughs> I'm not a musician, but I was in a band. Um, we changed names a lot, you know. Uh, but I I think we left off on uh, Eugene and Rusty was the last. Part. <laughs> Here. We played Ann Arbor Art Fair. That was fun. Um, yeah. and, uh, I was like the noise, you know, I played all the just like doodahs, you know, like a little yeah. type, like he chimes and stuff. It was more like a the, mu the musical accoutrements. Yeah, like, <laughs> the dance guy in a ska band, you know? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I would hype basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Most critical member, actually. This is the yeah. guy dancing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of my my run my moment in the sun of music you know <laughs> i was always into art and music and i have a fine arts background i do graphic design for a living and you know it's always been something that i've been into has been like placemaking and community projects and get yeah. having a showcase community and tying that and even like i look back and like you know when i was in my like uh late 20s you know i was involved with like atomic art collective in ann arbor that hit was there for a minute um you know it just kind of grew into i was doing um shows at andrew's bar in ypsilanti with uh nick white of uh he was in tone and niche and uh he is still in tone and niche but he's been in a few different other uh just played with several other people but we ran the white art show so it was uh i kind of booked the artist he kind of booked the bands and then we did that monthly series, I think, for like a year and a half or so. And then oh, cool. 
Well, it, it was funny because this is before I even met Jason, uh, my wife, Holly and I, we used to go to those art shows at, at Andrews it, and it was great. Cause, uh, an artist friend of mine, Michael Kelty was, uh, had some of his artwork on display, but that first, the first time we went is where I met, uh, Scotty karate played. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and then, you know, fast forward 15 years or whatever it is and talking to Jason, he's like, well, I used to put on those shows, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, man, this is cool. <laughs> There's more to that story, though, because one of the shows, it was one of the shows, because we also did them at TC's, too, for a yep. minute. Yep. One of those shows, there was a pinstripe artist there by the name of Seth Rowe, amazing artist. Yeah. Um, Seth oh. Rowe old school hand pin not the tape i mean paint oh, wow. pinstripe amazing oh, yeah amazing like just incredible artist and he decided to do a thing where bring whatever you want in and he'll just pinstripe it <laughs> yep so it's funny because <clears throat> i had a uh, this really you know cheap old acoustic like off brand thing that i had gotten like in junior high you know it was like a, I think it was called hondo was the brand oh, yeah hondo so, yeah <laughs> it was just the one i had was really rough you know the strings were like an inch off <laughs> you know you know terrible to play and so i brought it in and he pinstriped that and i kind of didn't think about that for years after i mean i we still have the guitar but like i didn't think about that for a long time Years later, I'm talking to Steve, and he's like, yeah, I think I went to one of your art shows, and I got my toaster pinstripe. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that toaster. I remember him seeing that toaster. So it was, like, weird. Like, like 10, 12 years before I met Steve, I kind of was standing next to him. <laughs> it goes to show the universe has people on your path come back around, you know? Yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. sure. Yeah. I think we missed it that time, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, did you ever do um, like album art or or posters and that stuff too? Yeah, I I've done um, some band uh, posters in the past, and um, I have some of them on my Facebook page. Uh, it, I haven't done as much for Manchester Underground. We've done a few, but um, you know what's it's really just a matter of like bandwidth. It's been kind yeah. of changing, you know. I'm yeah. looking for some other artists involved because it's getting difficult to keep up. And um, yeah. not only that, but you know, I feel like gig posters is such an amazing. Oh, um, I know. You know, oh. there's it, it, it. I have such a passion for that. You know, Art Chantry. I think he's like the the god yeah, of, yeah. yeah. You know gig poster artist. I know that's a very debatable subject. I know there's a lot of people have their favorites. Art Chantry's mine for sure. I'm not sure where he's at. I think he's hiding out in a cave somewhere. Nobody's seen him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Art, yeah. if you're listening out there, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think the gig posters are amazing. And I think with such a digital world that we're in now, um, we rely on them less. I mean, QR codes got resurrected with covid and people are using them again but you know it's it's you just don't see it as necessary in some areas like i'm sure like in inner cities and large areas you know gig posters are a little bit more prevalent but like in a you know in an old you know in a uh a distil local distillery in a small town you know right. it's not as much of a necessity so it really just sh allows us to showcase that more as an art form, right? As a fine art piece. It's it's yes, it's a poster, but it's attached to that. Yeah. That. 
Yeah. And that's really where we'd like to get is where we have other artists. So if there are other artists out there listening to this, you know, that would be cool. That would be love cool. to uh, maybe, um, you know, do a poster here and there, you know, let's get yeah. some going. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Cause uh, um, I was just thinking when you were talking about like series posters, like uh, I went to see Les Claypool um, oh, cool. and the flying frog brigade and um each each night different concert or different artist doing a different poster you know limited edition so you, if you went to that show you could buy that one and isn't it amazing it's just the, the yeah. artwork incredible uh jason abraham smith talk about gig poster artists my god i want to see his designs i just want to throw my computer in the garbage <laughs> i even bother you know it's just yeah. Unbelievable. He's such a talented artist and he's done some incredible work like suicide machines. He's did posters for he's done posters for just about everybody that's come to St. Andrews Hall, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And I was um we went Saturday, we did some uh, uh I wanted to go to some suburban area like Ferndale, Royal Oak, Oak Park um uh record stores. Uh just kind of cover them, you know, for life in Michigan take some pictures but also go buy i bought a shit ton of vinyl too but um i noticed inside that it was you know as much as vinyl has come back it, the you know, when jason when you were talking about gig posters and their their prevalence um it, they they seem to be coming back too because like the windows of the stores had posters from local bands or flyers and in, in you know on the billboard that i remember from you know because i'm obviously an old dude and i remember going back to you know school kids or oh, yeah. um or what the hell was the other one um discount yeah discount yeah discount yeah, yeah. And, you know you we back then when i was in a band you know you go there put your flyer up you know run out you know yeah you your well i noticed your back wall there you got some wonderful artwork back there oh. actually i have one of those posters i have the gig poster from the show that you oh put yeah out, yeah that's right which was yeah fantastic by the way that was and i i keep saying i'm gonna redo i do that again i think i will i just gotta find some time to do it because it was well, so much fun if you need help, let us know because we've been thinking about something. Oh, Jason really? and I were we Jason and I were talking about you today. We, well, we should, like, so seriously, I mean, we're, we're you know, yeah, we should definitely hook up after the show to talk about that because I would love to love to love get that you know because there's, um, well you know like we were talking about there's great artists out there. Sadly, like I think three of those five on the wall behind me are Jeremy Wheeler, which mm. he's kind of moved on to watercolor, so he's not doing the post art as much um but uh yeah like the other one is berserker which is sean knight which he's doing some stuff but not as much as he used to but there's still other artists out there that oh, are yeah. doing tons of great oh, work yeah. there's Audio, tons, of, tons of photographers you know so yeah 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 definitely yeah well and i'd like to uh are you hip to uh paul uh Gendrasiak from west michigan some of his photography um, i'll send you a link is okay yeah amazing his i met him through his wife she was part of uh, uh the michigan music alliance at one time oh, that's, yeah. how, that's how i connected with him and okay. i found out he's he's a photographer and i started following him I'm like holy shit you're the real deal man awesome, <laughs> yeah. awesome. yeah yeah that's send cool you a link check out. He's, yeah he's amazing awesome amazing. awesome so um you know speaking of like so you guys are putting on shows and um i'm curious about what was the very first concert that you guys went to uh, Berkeley, how about you? What was the very first show that you went to? And why did you go? <laughs> Good. Um, I 
think the first show I can remember going to uh, a long, long time ago was uh, the Goo Goo Dolls on Ooh. 4th of July in Philadelphia. Nice. Nice. Uh, that was an experience. It was a big outdoor show at their park. I forget the name. Um, and um, just a ton of people cram-packed. <laughs> uh, some, from what I remember, the show was sounding great. Uh, some dudes way off somewhere in the park started shooting fireworks all over the place. Oh, okay. People were going to search for them. <laughs> it was a wild time. And being like, I think maybe... 10 or 11 that was quite an experience to live shows <laughs> um but that so now did that, your did your parents take you to that or did you do want to go on your own uh no i was with my family at that time we had took, okay. taken a trip down there for the fourth of july and um a big celebration over there and it was just a whole lot of fun i there were several other bands i can't remember but the google yeah. Do- the google dolls were um the one i remember the most just because of how hectic and crazy and everything was awesome awesome uh steve how about you <clears throat> well i'm gonna kind of date myself chuck just so <laughs> you know but it was 1969 cobo hall it was nice. the johnny cash show with my mom and dad what yeah no oh, shit right man holy yeah, cow was, i mean when i was a kid johnny cash was like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was, that was my first, it was, and it was the show too, you know, to where they had the, and again, back then I didn't really appreciate what it was, but you know, you had the Carter sisters and you had all that stuff and it was all there. Yeah. It's uh, like a full review where they had different maps coming out, people coming out, you know, yeah. but I was there, I was there for the man in black. That was was, (laughs) (laughs) awesome. Yeah. But it was, it's still, still stuck in my head. Seriously. That's that's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, my um, my dad uh, listened to Johnny Cash, so I got exposed to it as a as a kid, and awesome. at, you know, at the time I didn't really appreciate it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was Johnny Cash. I you know I liked uh, Folsom Prison Blues, and you know I didn't really know what it was about or anything. I was <laughs> a kid, but you know I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. And right. um, we you know we watched the Johnny Cash, you know, and him and June were had the show. Yep. Um, so. I, I definitely remember that, but then, you know, I got into heavy metal and I was like, oh, I don't care about Johnny Cash and, you know, fuck, <laughs> fuck country music. And so right. then, <laughs> and then, you know, later on, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why wasn't I listening to this? You know? <laughs> this has happened many times in my life. Cause I, when you're seven, when you're 17 and you're addicted to Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, you kind of like put shields up and you forget other than like Hendrix. I, I loved Hendrix and I loved Trower, but, um, you know, I was so focused on guitar players that just rip and jam, and that's all I cared about. And so then, when you get, you don't realize Jerry Reed, oh. awesome guitar player, oh, you know, monster. monster, Glenn Campbell, who was you know part of the Wrecking Crew. You you, you don't Roy Clark, yeah, Roy Clark, right. fantastic. Right. So you don't right. you, you don't appreciate it, and then right. later on, I come back and I go, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, it still happens. I still come, you know, to some band that I kind of shit candle years ago and I like listen to it again and go the fuck Bruce Springsteen I hated Bruce right. Springsteen seriously <laughs> now I'm like oh this is fucking great John right. Mellencamp same thing so anyway yep. <laughs> uh John how about you I believe my first real concert was uh 1977 at Cobo Hall Rush with special guest Golden Earring 
Oh Ooh, man! So nice. was, was that nice. Hemispheres tour? That uh, was the twenty one twelve. Oh, oh, man! That's oh, yeah. that's <laughs> epic. So uh, my first, yeah, my very first show was Rush um, at Joe Lewis for um, Moving Pictures, and I, you know, that was like I, I felt like I just missed the boat because I really loved Permanent Waves and you know everything prior to that album, Moving Pictures, which it was fine. It's a good album, but I loved everything more from before. I feel like oh, why could I ever? I was I need to be a little older, but so that's awesome. <laughs> So much good music they put out. Oh, I know. Uh, Jason, how about you? Well, probably the first like performance I saw was probably some polka band at St. Pius Festival as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, my first like actual concert was um, like proscenium stage concert was Faith No More, Metallica, Guns N' Roses at oh. the Silverdome, which sadly nice. I've gone. Yeah. But it was the, you know, the famous one where like Axel wouldn't come out for like a time. <laughs> it was just a raunchy scene. <laughs> um, oh man! Or yeah, you know, it was just one of those Axel moments. I guess you know. Yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, still on that kind of concert theme. What what's the one of your all time favorite concerts that you guys have seen? Um, and it could be one that you guys have put on yourselves. Um, but um, what what one act you saw that? Yeah, and I know it's hard because like today you'll be thinking about this band and then tomorrow you'll think about something else because it music's mood related, right? You might be thinking, Oh yeah, I loved Metallica when I saw them, but then right. you know, this band was also equally awesome. But so if you want to throw out two, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> John, how about you? What was your what was it like an all time favorite show that you saw? Well, I think it's probably <laughs> this could be that rush show, it, damn, damn. It's it. the one well that, that's a that's a tough one to beat, but <laughs> The first, this is really bad because it was 1978, <laughs> uh, Toledo Speedway Jam. Oh. Boys yeah. for Cult at the end of their song, ETI, they had, uh, you know, smoke pots or not, you know, yeah. boom thingies on the, on the top <laughs> of either stack, and they both blew smoke rings. <laughs> that song. And we're all kind of stoned and we're all yeah. kind of like, Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> My mind has just been blown. <laughs> it was quite an interesting night before that too. So, <laughs> wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> oh yeah, that's another show, Chuck. Trust me. Uh, man. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Crazy concert memories with Steve oh, and John. God. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. There's a few. There's a few. There's a lot of a lot of them we don't have as memories. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Uh, uh, Jason, how about you? You know, one of my favorite shows was um, <clears throat> seeing the Black Crows at St. Andrews Hall. Cool. You know, it was just cool. a nice small. Wow. Yeah, super small, nice stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably my favorite. Uh, just, I was such a big fan at the time and. Being up close was kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, do uh, Do you remember what uh, what were they touring for? Was it? Was, they had to be like early, like their first album or something. Oh, it was. It was no. It was. Um, I believe. Um, and I think he's passed away sadly. But the the keyboardist that was in the band at the time was from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he was actually a Canadian guy, but he lived in Detroit. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah, yeah. And it was his birthday bash, so I thought it was like around that three sneaks and a charm time. But oh like, wow, cool! You know, um, but I I could be wrong about that timing because it's all fuzzy when you go past a certain year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a few beers exactly. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's like either five or twenty five years ago. You know, yeah. as far as your memory. So well, it drives me crazy because people will say like you know like twenty years ago, and in my mind, I still think of like seventy. <laughs> you know, because it's. <laughs> in my brain you know right like years ago was 2001 or 2003 or whatever yeah well what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that does blow my mind when you think like 20 years ago was like yeah it's it's not sighted it's like what i still in my mind i still think i am 25 so it's like i don't know right right it's like uh <laughs> sometimes i see myself in the mirror and i go who is that old guy <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel exactly the same. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> just enjoy every moment, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, Steve, how about you? Well, like you said, there's there's so many, but one, it's actually a pretty recent show. Uh, it was an ARC show, believe it or not. I was working uh, with a good friend of uh, Berkeley, my, uh, Joe Giza, who was the lead tech over at the ARC. Uh, we, uh, Bill Frizzell. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. And you know, when you know, you sent, and it was a solo show, Bill Solo. And he, uh, you know, you look out in the audience and everybody's a musician, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. out there. And you know how sometimes you meet somebody that you might be in, you know, you consider, you know, an influencer or an idol, and they yeah. probably are a little different than what you were hoping they would be. Bill Frizzell is probably the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. That's and cool. Not only was the performance, just unbelievable you know just amazing yeah but after the show you know we, we were tearing down the stage and uh you know he comes out and he's like oh i'm so glad you were here <laughs> that's awesome yeah. i'm like oh my god yeah, you're too. <laughs> but yeah but it was so, it was magic because you know if, you, if you're hip to bill frizzell man the guy is just yeah. amazing yeah just amazing yeah mind-blowing uh, yeah. did did he used to um or maybe i'm thinking of the wrong guy did he used to do like some way back in the day did he used to write a col uh, column for um guitar player you know, you know i don't i don't know the it wouldn't surprise me the guy's yeah. amazing i mean he was a jazz head but he plays yeah. with everybody he's played bluegrass he's played with steve Earle. he's played yeah he doesn't shy music's music to him man you know right. he doesn't shy away from playing it but it, it was and and you know Sometimes you can be a pure jazz guy, you know, guitar, chord into an amp. And then yeah. other times he's got, he's a pedal maniac, you know, <laughs> and, and which was this, this night, you know, it was, uh, an electric night. He had a bunch of pedals and it was just, just man, mind blowing, just cool. crazy. Awesome. In the best of ways. Yeah. Uh, Berkeley, how about you? Oh, you're, uh, muted, oh, bud. you're muted. Yeah. Something's off. Oh. oh, what happened? We lost you, Jimmy. Oh, there yeah, you there you go. Okay. Hey, there it is. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, no, I was, I had three that come to mind. I'm trying to narrow it down to two. Uh, <laughs> the the I think my number one would have to be uh, when I went to go see Metallica uh, a couple of years nice. ago for their hardwired tour. Cause it was oh, the cool. first time I'd ever got to see them live. 
And um, what really made it special for me, at least, was um, I got to take a good friend of mine who actually got me in, who introduced me into uh, Metallica, and which started my whole obsession with metal. Uh, I went with to the show with him and that was a real special moment for me just being able to kind of almost go full circle in a way. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I guess the second one, um, if I'm going to narrow it down, I'm going <laughs> to go uh, back a couple of months ago for rail car graffiti. Um, I had oh. hadn't initially, um, known too much about them. Uh-huh. And so when I went to do the show, it, I met the band. They were just absolute delight and such a pleasure to work with. And they sounded amazing. Like, um, it was an underground show. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. And it was such a fun time. And it was one of the rare times where I'm like, huh, I could almost turn the PA off (laughs) and they could, they could still blow everybody away. That's awesome. Like, I felt like that was a real, like, special show for me oh man that's awesome that's cool that's That's super cool cool. yeah yeah that's fun when you can like uh kind of close those loops with folks that you know got you into something whatever that is music or whatever you know when you can kind of go back and say oh yeah remember we we discovered this or they helped you discover something then you can like hey dude let's go see that show that's cool right super cool well guys i want to thank you so much for being on fans with bands uh i just have one last question for you and that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Berkeley. This is controversial. <laughs> uh, I am a fan of pineapple on pizza. All right. It is kind of like a nice, sweet, tangy change of pace for from the normal <laughs> nice. pizza. I know that's a controversial p- opinion, but I'm a big fan. Awesome. I will die on this hill. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, John, how about you? Uh, pineapple all the way, man. I, I have a pineapple in my fridge right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so bust that bad boy up. Excellent. I bought a pineapple corn thing, you know. So you can twist it down and it comes all out nice. Don't have to cut your fingers and stuff. Uh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Jason? I have no problem with fruit. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Awesome. And Steve, how about you? I'm so what's funny. I'm a hundred percent pineapple on pizza guy. And you know what? The first time I ever had it was when I first moved uh, to Manchester, Michigan in 1977 or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. There was the bakery slash pizza shop uptown and they had the pineapple ham and pineapple. I've been in love with with it ever since. (laughs) That's awesome. Well guys, thanks again for being on Vance with Bands. I am looking forward to getting out to a show soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, thanks again. It was an honor, man. Thank you. You got a, you got a Manchester Underground Hall Pass. You're All right. welcome anytime. All right. Okay. Thanks, All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Many thanks to Steve, Jason, John, and Berkeley for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. It was a real treat to be able to talk with these guys about Manchester underground music and art, which brings incredible Michigan talent to the stage at the Raisin River Distillery in Manchester. 
I very much enjoyed hearing the stories about how Manchester Underground music and art came to be, as well as learn more about how this great group of diehard music fans and supporters make it all happen. Be sure to check out Manchester Underground Music and Art's webpage and social media for upcoming shows. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>